Welcome to the Push Through Podcast, where each week we tackle some of the most difficult areas of business as a shop owner, contractor, or manufacturer with some of the brightest and most forward-thinking minds in business development, marketing, entrepreneurship, and leadership. These are conversations designed to educate, inspire, and empower business owners and leaders to push through the barriers and thresholds they see before them. Join us for the ride at thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com, where you can find in-depth articles and show notes from each episode. Get ready for The Push Through and your host, Jeff Finney. Welcome back to The Push Through, and I'm Jeff Finney, your host. And want to throw in a quick reminder that 2018 in August is the IWF, the International Woodworking Fair in Atlanta. You can sign up now at IWFAtlanta.com. You can also use the special code UCPD18 to get $5 off your registration just for listening to the podcast. And as you may remember in an earlier episode, I am actually going to be having a booth this year, so I'll look forward to meeting many people at the show this year, and I figured there'd be no other place better to get a booth than at the IWF because there are so many like-minded individuals that go to that show every single year. So I hope to see you there. Go to IWFAtlanta.com. Use the code UCPD18 to get you a $5 off, and all this is in the show notes. So let's jump right into the show. Hope you enjoy it. Well, Brady Lewis, welcome to the show, and man, let's start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do over there at All Moxie. Uh, what, what's kind of a typical day for you look like? All that good stuff. Fill us in. <laughs> Appreciate it, Jeff. I'm excited to be here, and uh, I, I'm really excited about everything that's going on over here. Uh, I don't think you want to know a typical day, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring it. Bring it. <laughs> my day is never the same, so that that word "typical" is kind of not in my vocabulary. <laughs> I mean, I mean, right now we're uh, we're getting ready to open up a new training facility, and you're the first person to probably hear that. Okay. Um, and so that's that's a big deal. And so we're I'm juggling everything from trying to get generals, you know, to finish windows, to picking out flooring, and and then all the regular stuff I do. Yeah, all the programming and everything else that you do for your day job, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's uh, you know, tell us a little bit about how All Moxie started. Kind of what's the, you know, um, so our listeners know, you know, you're we interviewed your brother uh, on episode one uh, with Lewis Cabinet, and uh, and you used to be over there. So tell us some of that history and how you kind of got started with All Moxie from that. Yeah, so I, I maybe Bo, I haven't I haven't listened yep. to the podcast yet, but I don't know how far into the backstory he went. Maybe you don't need any of that. Or Do you want me to just yeah, pick up yeah. where? Uh, yeah, pick up. He he kind of told us the, you know the the little bit of the company history and then how you boys started kind of taking over the reins and, but we didn't dig into the all moxie part like where that started and how that got created. Okay, yeah, so. You know, during all that, I am, I'm in my dad's office, you know, trying to help him with office work and picking up this Excel spreadsheet that a neighbor had built for him. And, uh, you know, we got orders coming in via fax left and right, and we're typing them in and, you know, screwing up, making all kinds of typos. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure this sounds familiar to a lot of your, uh, (laughs) your listeners. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the, the Excel sheet had a lot of limitations, 
we had a lot of limitations just typing them in. You know, we're trying to do this balancing typing these in while we're, you know, actually building doors and it was just a mess. And so um, I started kind of at night and and more and more during the day um, refining that Excel spreadsheet. And that's where that's where the spark really started, I think, because I realized that, you know, with a couple commas and, a, you know, a little formula, mm-hmm. I all of a sudden could save an hour a day. And it was just really uh, enlightening. And I, I think that was kind of where I, I first got a glimpse of the power of this stuff mm-hmm. and wanted more of it. So... I did. I went. I went and got more. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. You'll keep going. Okay. Yeah. So, so my dad, you know, and we we had a rocky relationship because in his world it's just assholes and elbows, you know. So yeah, I, I understand. My my old man's the same way. <laughs> if you're not if you're not sweating in the sawdust, you know, working and and getting calloused hands, then you're not working. And so for he and I, you know, it was. It was kind of a rocky road at first, proving that, look, it's all about time. And uh, if I can save an hour by adding a comma here or there and building a little formula, then that's worth money. And now I can build more doors in the shop. So anyway, that um, we, we kind of got going and I did a little bit more and more of that. And he gradually relaxed a li- you know, little by little and... Um, it went from, you know, one thing led to another. We went from Excel to, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Microsoft Access. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a local database program. And then, you know, once that became too small, um, and I'll, you know, it, it was limiting what we wanted to do with it. Then we, we graduated to the web. And, you know, we didn't really, I can't say that I, I understood fully what we were going to build, but what I did know is that as a problem would walk in the door, there were kind of two sides to it, and one of those sides could be solved with with technology and with software. Right. And so as those problems walked in the door, that kind of became my job is, okay, how do we solve this with software? How do we ease the pain? How do we manage? How do we help this you know real-world problem even if it was a physical problem, how can we how can we mitigate it with um, software? And so that became kind of my goal and passion. And um, uh, what are we? I don't know. Ten years later, or whatever, eight years. I don't know how long we've been doing this, but <laughs> we've got a pretty robust and uh, good good software platform. I agree. Well, and you know, for from outside looking into all Moxie, what I see is that you've you've taken the the parts of the business that are the hardest to ever unload off an owner's plate. I mean, that's some of the hardest stuff to make it to where an owner can start living by that philosophy of working on your business and not just in it. And all those little things that you automated, um, through all Moxie, that's for me, that was always the hardest part to, to get off my plate was some of those just day to day redundant tasks that were getting messed up that would cause ripples down the line. Um, and everything else. So that's probably for me. That's probably most of the great part about getting into All Moxie, beyond just some of the uh, customer management and the triggers and the automation within the software. That just the what the software offers to owners is pretty significant. 
Well, I appreciate that. And and you're I think you nailed it. And that's exactly right. I, to me, it's kind of like it's kind of like this. Every problem that, that walks in the door, you kind of have these options of how to solve it. You can you can band-aid it, which is what ends up happening most of the time. Yep. You know, you're you, you just have to get it out of your way so that you can breathe. And um, what that does is it solves the problem, you know, momentarily, but it doesn't really do anything to build your business. And um, I kind of had the advantage of being in this family business with brothers and a dad that we that we worked well together that I could kind of, you know, we, we could kind of take turns fighting the fire. Like one of us would fight the fire while one of us would actually solve it long term. Right. And that that ends up being, you know, what all moxie is. It's it's the result of me being able to take the time to solve it long term and then handing it back over to all the other people that were, you know, in my shoes ten years ago. Right. And and, and so I, I feel like it, it's kind of a, a blessing, an opportunity that I had people around me that could fight the fire while I did those things. But yet I was still sitting right there. I still had to look the people in the eye. I still had to hear the complaints. I had to take the pay cuts, you know, yeah. all of those things. <laughs> so I, I really understood those problems intimately and could put those things into the software. Yeah. So, you know, early on when you started, you know, getting into that web development that you talked about and, you know, started moving it more towards it's a freestanding product that you were looking at a business of all Moxie, um, you know, I'm sure that it was a, smooth ride right up to the top but tell us a little bit about that low point i'm sure you had something there along the way that was a, a little bump in the road <laughs> the whole thing has been major bumps in the road right. i wouldn't even call them little <laughs> and i'm still riding those bumps every single day Amen. <laughs> even with a little bit of success you know the it's it's every day is is a big challenge i mean i think i think as long as you're not complacent you'll You'll always have huge challenges. You know, you're gonna bite off more than you can chew. And anyway, but yeah, it was it was really it was really rough getting going because the timing happened to be during the recession. So, you know, as our as our cabinet business is just fighting just to survive. You know, right. just to make payroll and and keep the doors open. You know, and competitors are are dropping left and right and our customers are dropping left and right and taking us you know uh, taking us for all of our money and you know sure. we're losing everything you know and at that time I'm I'm sitting there begging my dad and brothers to keep putting more money into software <laughs> so it was you know and they they were rightfully so reluctant and it was it, there were a lot of difficult conversations i mean it's been you know, it's it's been a good five years of just knockout fights every other day. You yeah. know, to to keep it going. So, I mean, and that's internal. You know, that that's not to mention all all the challenges. I mean, I'm I grew up in a farming community next to it. You know, I had a dairy on one side and a field on the other, and I, I have no business running a software company if you look at my resume. You know, so. I had a lot of I had a lot of hurdles to get over to even even make this thing happen. So it's it's been a challenge. Well, I, I I'm gonna say it for anybody that's gone through the process of setting up an account that that we appreciate that service because this industry 
if you've ever been inside of it, it doesn't seem that on some fronts, you know, a lot of the machinery you look at is very progressive, you know, and connected and all that stuff. But if you look at the industry as a whole, it kind of seems a little stuck, you know, and, (laughs) um, and, and that's frustrating from a guy like me that doesn't know anything about software, but, uh, you know, understands that there's a need for it in our marketplace. And, um, i I think what you've given the market over the next few years, I'm really excited to see what happens with it. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, I am too. And it's, it, it the timing is kind of, you know, perfect. It, I, I remember five years ago sitting around having one of these fights with my dad and brothers and, and, you know, I remember pounding my, my fist on the table. We were, just to give you a little background, we were trying to figure out, you know, we were having this conversation of, we know we have this awesome product, but we don't have hardly any users and people don't get it. They don't really understand what what we're doing. And, you know, I had beat my head against the wall trying to f- figure out the right language and you know, the right venues, where do I say these things? How do I say them? Who should I call? You know, and, and no matter what I did, it seemed like there was just no adoption by the industry. And so anyway, I remember pounding my head, my fist on the table and saying, but I don't want to wait five years for this to happen. You know, right. this needs to happen now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, that's pretty much what has happened. You know, five years later, I, I can't say that... Um, any marketing or anything that I did is like been real successful, but I think the industry as a whole has really turned their head and is looking at technology now. And, um, you know, we're, we're just uh, getting sign up of after sign up now, you know, not, not because of anything I did, but because this industry I think is, is finally there. So it's, uh, it's really exciting. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, um, uh, bits and pieces that lead into that. You know, I think you're exactly right in that your software is kind of hitting the market at the right time because, you know, on, on top of just the industry needing to move forward with things like these, it's also getting insanely expensive to start a new operation. So I think it's getting more and more relevant for shops to outsource where I feel like in the, in you know, several years ago and, and before, you know, really cabinet shops may have cut parts or built other cabinet shops doors to fill their capacity. Whereas now you're seeing a movement of even companies like myself and Lewis cabinets where they just specialize in those components and that software that you bring, it makes it realistic to where you don't have that. Oh, Hey, you know, enter these drawings in your software and hope you don't mess up more than two or three of them. And then you redo that. I mean, it just takes all of that out of it towards a legitimate way of running a business, you know, where you can outsource all your parts and pieces and still have a cabinet shop that's custom and your own. Right. Yeah. And I think as, you know, as consumers get more and more picky, thanks to Pinterest, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) As they get more educated and more design savvy and picky and everything else, um, you know, it's, it's real important to, to be specialized and to be the best at what you're doing and, and have options, right? So, you need to you need to be able to go and find that supplier that's really easy to pick up, use, and put down, you know, and outsource to in a project or ten or whatever, and and be able to to really specialize and give these p- 
picky Pinterest moms what they want. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. So I, you know, I understand that all Moxie's signing up people at a at a rapid rate, and um, you know, you guys are there people adopting it all over. Tell us a little bit about. You know, just give us a glimpse into the process. I mean, I know that it's a—it's uh, not for the faint of heart. You know, it's work. You got to get your hands dirty, but there's some push through involved with setting it up. But tell us about some of that process. Yeah, um, from day one, you know, and and you're. Let me start off with with reiterating what you said. It's not for the faint of heart. But, uh, you know, our first customers that signed up. Um, they probably averaged about a year and a half from setup to completion and, and implementation. And we have some customers that that's down. I mean, technically it could be a day or two, but um, we do, we've had real people get set up and running in, in weeks now. So we've, we've realized that that's the, that's the Achilles heel of our business and has spent massive amounts of time and energy on it so it's getting better and better with lots of different tools but the basic premise you know is that you sign up and you have this um this blank site and the goal there is in the end to have this this site running you know all the tech in your company right um, so everything from online orders to collections and you know everything in between has got to be configured and not only that but configured to a completely customized product usually and people who are used to doing things their own way and people who uh, who can say with certainty that my way is the best way every time yeah <laughs> so so it's a big challenge for us but um yeah little by little I think we've built out we've built out tutorials and all kinds of different tools um, we have a services arm of our company now and all these things combined are really bringing those those setup and implementation times down to where um, we're seeing that you know the the success rate is a lot higher than it used to be. So we're we're excited about that. That's great. Well, uh, before we start wrapping up here, Brady, give us give us. I'm kind of a one thing guy. You know, I, I like to focus on one thing and bang it out, and you know, go to the next important one thing. So give us give our listeners kind of what's a big takeaway or what's the one thing that. Uh, you know, businesses can do just to get better? You know, it, the, the first thing that came to my head, and I could sit here and talk all day, I, I like talking about this kind of stuff, but the very first thing that came to my head was the ability to, to look in the mirror and say, okay, I, I think I know what I'm doing. I, you know, my business is surviving or, or, or even flourishing and, you know, things are okay, but... You know, the the ability to look in the mirror and say, I could be better or I can do something better or maybe I don't know everything, I think is the most difficult thing, not just in business, but in, in our personal lives, right? Right. But if we can look in the mirror and let's just talk business, if we can look in the mirror and say, okay, I've had this success up until now, but I want more, I want, I want to do things better and it's going to require me to admit, not necessarily to your employees, but to yourself, that I need to change a little bit. Maybe I need to open my mind up a little bit. And maybe, just maybe, somewhere out there, there's some better way of doing things. And I think that that is 
such a simple concept, but really hard to do and even harder to execute. Yeah, definitely hard on the implementation side. But, you know, if, if there's a common thread between the talks that I've had with you and your brothers, and I've known you guys for a couple of years now, and I've, I've just enjoyed getting to know all three of you um, that much more. But what I've noticed between, you know, you and your two twin brothers was that uh, uh, you guys have this common business theme where it all kind of comes back your kind of root is back to the person it's not back to you know you have to control your costs or you have to have this machine or you have to it's back to the people and and how you treat how yourself treats the business and how you treat your people and um i just i love the everything around you guys as far as that you know you create a culture around you with that attitude and it's uh it's pretty awesome to watch yeah it's it's true and i think i think we're lying to ourselves if, if we say well, I mean, I understand why we're here um, as far as, you know, we're, we're, we're operating under this old model of, you know, professionalism and, uh, you know, building empires and uh, big companies. And, you know, we, we kind of grew out of that, for, you know, the post-World War stuff. Uh, I won't dig into any of that. But basically that I think, especially with this millennial generation, is just it's just not going to work. I mean, we're all people and we're lying to ourselves if we say that really anything matters besides what's going on in each individual's mind and heart, you know? Yep. I mean, that's where that's where everything that's where everything begins and ends. So, all this other stuff is just to help that and you know, all Moxie is it is a it is a software program, but the whole reason that it exists is to free up time it's it's to take away those monotonous tasks that a computer can do so that people don't have to do them so that people can be people yeah you know and, uh, people are the people can only you can't send a computer to build a relationship of trust with a customer no. only you can do that you know so Anyway, I'm I'm rambling, but you're right. That's it. All comes back to people, and all these other things are just tools and and ways to, or you know, means to an end. Yeah, well, that's great. Well said. And uh, last thing I got for you, Brady, I got to do the quick cuts. So we're gonna get you five questions that we can know a little bit about you personally and kind of what drives you. So give us give us the best uh, advice or quote that you go by. So I I, I like this one. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. And that's Jim Rohn. And I like that because I think it is especially fitting even, you know, within our industry. Well, I like, I just like that quote because uh, I think a lot of us, my, my brothers did finish college. I didn't. I dropped out and just went right to work. And I think a lot of us are in that boat. And I, I actually think that as long as we're pushing ourselves um, this self-education and is really where it's at. So I like I that. I agree. I'm a big, uh, big Roan fan. So he's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> All his stuff is great. Uh, give us a personal habit or trait that makes you better or more successful. I, I'm able to pick my battles. So, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you're going to have no matter what an impossible amount of tasks coming at you every day. And whether you're building software or cabinetry, it's the same thing. So, but I, I think that I'm able to leave things undone that technically can, like this podcast is maybe a good example. Right. <laughs> How many times did I reschedule this? And right. 
<laughs> and I apologize for that, but you know, it's it that's that's just it. Is you, you got to pick your battles and not sweat being you know having things undone once in a while that, that can't technically wait. That's right. But we're glad you joined us. I would guarantee you that. <laughs> oh man, so am I. I wouldn't miss it. So what's the uh, future of of our websites and our you know business cabinet business and everything else? What's it look like around you as far as what you see from the you know, you're kind of on the different side of it. We're on the machine side. You're on the software side, you know? Yeah, well, I have a front row seat to what's happening and what's been happening. So it's it's real interesting, and I couldn't be happier. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I've, I've kind of watched us all in our personal lives, you know, get more and more, fall more and more in love with things like Netflix and Amazon. And, I mean, everywhere you go now is, is a web service that we're relying on more and more. I mean, I open my garage doors with with the web now. You know, it's right. <laughs> and I might be a little out there, but um, it, the the trend is definitely going that way. So, and and it's no different with our industry. Um, people want to they want to order their cabinets. They want the same type of experience or as close to as they're used to with Amazon, Netflix, and all these other great services. So. Whoever can get the closest to those in these really uh, these industries like cabinetry, where you would think it's impossible, but whoever can get the closest, are they're going to be the new winners in the, in the coming years. I agree, hundred percent. So, uh, give me a resource or an app uh, that you use that makes you better, makes your life easier, outside of all Moxie. <laughs> yeah. So. So I, I use a little combo, and I love this combo. I use Wavebox, which I've only been using for about a week and a half. Um, and maybe your listeners can look these up later. But what I do is I Wavebox is kind of this platform, and then inside of it I embed um, Inbox by Google. And I like that because you can actually um, you can snooze emails, and it's all built around getting to inbox zero. So I, I get to inbox zero every day. Like I make sure that I have no emails in my inbox when I go to bed. And it, it helps me do that. And then I use Slack. Slack is embedded in Wavebox. And Slack's uh, what we use for our internal communication in, in the software company. And then I use Trello. Trello is our project management board. So I manage like all of our development um, with Trello. It's great for project management. And then Intercom. Intercom is what I use, uh, what we use company-wide to um, communicate with our customers. So everybody's nice. all on one page. And, uh, yeah, these these things I use all day, every day. And I couldn't I couldn't run it without them. Nice. Uh, you're probably the, let's see, second or third person to talk about Trello beyond me. And I'm such a huge fan of that app. What it just, it's so simple, but what it does is great. Oh, yeah. I love it. Great. It's getting better and better every day, too. I agree. So uh, let's end on the last one here. What's the uh, what's kind of a book that you consider to be your, your favorite read? So this this would probably change. I think every book that I just finished is my favorite, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, right now, um, Anti-Fragile by Nicholas Taleb. It's, it's an amazing book. And... Um, I think maybe just because he, he's preaching to the choir on that one, he's just speaking my language. There's not a lot of people out there today that are that are of the <laughs> of of the school of thought that I am that you know 
make you know make problems bigger so that you can face them head on or whatever and that's right. kind of what it's kind of what he says you know it's kind of the whole uh, you know, put your hand on the stove to get burned to know how bad it sucks, so that you'll never do that again. <laughs> mentality. <laughs> right. That's that's great. Well, man, this has been a fantastic. I'm glad you took some time. I know how busy you are, and I appreciate you taking your time out for this interview. But uh, tell, just to wrap up here, what's our? Uh, how can our listeners connect with you? Oh yeah, and and again, I appreciate it. I wouldn't miss it, Jeff. This is. Uh, a huge opportunity for me, and I, I really appreciate what you're doing. So thank you for having me. Um, uh, they they can connect with me probably the best way is just right on our website. Like I said, we use Intercom. So if you go to allmoxie.com, and uh, you'll see a little chat box. And I have that chat box open, um, me and my whole team sitting there open all day long right in front of me. So that's the fastest, best way. And that way, too, if, if I'm not getting to it quick enough, you know, one of my um, one of my geniuses at my side are, are there to pick up my slack and and help you out. So Great. but, yeah, if, if you are on there and you mentioned me specifically, I'll be able to to connect with you. So that's nice. probably the best way. Well, I appreciate it, Brady. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a little while and look forward to talking to you in the future. Anytime, Jeff. Thank you. All right. See you, man. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Push Through Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and visit thepushthrough.com. That's thepushthru.com for exclusive content, articles, and more.